you are now about to enter the bro zone it's the battle bros podcast with mac and alamo hang on to your butts All right, so yeah, everything no forget worries. everything I just did. So, um, welcome back to the Battle Bros podcast. I am Mac, and this is my lovely cohort, Alamo. I'm with Stupid. <laughs> if you're watching it on the screen, yeah, that's awesome. I'm with this guy over here. Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the show before, welcome. We hope you like what you hear and or see. If you're watching it on one of the various uh, methods that we. Uh, Put on the show, whether it's on uh, the Anchor app, whether you're going to listen to it later on Spotify. Um, right now, we're live on YouTube, as we are every Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, we are so happy to be back on the show. And um, this has, you know, become a, a passion project for the both of us, for sure. This is yeah, absolutely. We love to do this show. Um if you haven't joined us before, we're just two guys that, you know, have been friends since high school. And we're like, yeah, let's put on a podcast. I don't know anything about that. Let's figure it out. Okay. So that's in a nutshell. <laughs> that, that's how shit got started. So, yeah. Right. So, um, for this week, what we're going to be talking about. So, last week, um, just a little bit of a recap. We ended up having a special show uh, for episode 10 for uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Um, we ran into some technical difficulties with our um, main, what would you call it, our main recording platform? Uh, yeah, I, for whatever reason, when we, when we tried to record it on the computer, um, apparently if you're doing... From a single source, if you're recording from a single source, apparently you can only record 30 minutes. Now that changes if you were recording, say for example, on that said source, um, you know, person to person, whatever. You, you know, it, it changes up a little bit. You can actually record a little bit more time. The unfortunate issue is now we're not going to be able to put the episode up on our typical platforms, uh, the, uh, the other typical audio platforms. However, me, we do still me, have, let me insert the crowd noise. Oh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Continue, man. I'm my bad. That was, that wasn't. Funny. Oh, was oh I didn't know. I didn't know what the hell was going on. No, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, like, so like yeah, usual. <laughs> yeah, duh. but, uh, so yeah, like on you, um, but the good thing is that we do still have the episode up on YouTube. You guys can go ahead and catch it on that platform. Um, that way you can also see the visuals that we have put up, that we put up, you know, the pictures from um, the memorials and whatnot that we were, that we were talking about and whatnot. And then it, uh, it's, it's a really good episode guys. I really encourage you guys to go ahead and check it out on the, Yub, on the Yub tub. Um, That's YouTube for us regular, you know, <laughs> not ridiculous talking folk. It's YouTube, for you but... normies. Normies, um, <laughs> nice normies. Yeah, for you normies. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, go ahead and check it out on the Yub Tub, um, and uh, give it a like and a share, man. Um, Nine Eleven was a really big deal for you know him and I have talked about it before on previous episodes that it's a really big deal for us you know it's it's kind of one of those driving forces that made us um you know that made us join the military that made us want to serve um when you could just um, you could summarize it by saying it made us the the men that we are today yeah not not military but everything that's happened after that you know (laughs) the the you know, just the sentiment of what happened and all that kind of stuff. I mean, absolutely. It's one of those life defining moments, man, for sure. Yeah. Um, so today, last week, you know, it's because last week we covered, uh, we covered, uh, nine 11 itself, the day in question, you know, the timeline, things of that nature today, we were going to go ahead and cover, um, the time after. Uh, you know, nine twelve and sort of beyond, just to yeah, kind of expand so, a little bit more on it. Yeah, you know, this this is probably one of those. We figured it was one of those topics that you just 
couldn't handle in just one show. I mean, yeah, you talk about nine eleven. There's just so much stuff that's that's pertinent to that conversation. So it's like, let's keep the conversation going. You know, so like you mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit more about you know some of the changes afterwards um, in the country, us as Americans, mindset, mentality, but yeah. it's going to be. A little bit of a different conversation because we're going to talk about some of the effects that were both good and, and bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're probably going to kick off with the bad stuff first because we want to get that out of the way. Yeah. But we also want to end on a happier note. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're going to do that. So <clears throat> let's let's hit the ground running, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So, as we talked about last last week, um, and for those of you that actually missed us, you know, we missed you too. We're glad to see you back. Welcome back. Um, I mean, we're not going to be as as awesomely sentimental as you know Steve from Blues Clues. How we had that. Hey, missed you guys for the past twenty years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, there's a rumor going around that did you uh, see good that, old steve, that? <laughs> yeah. i did there's a rumor going around that good old steve might have been an operator and that's why he steve, was missing for 20 years steve might have been a fucking pipe hitting bastard it's like yeah yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to pull the old john yeah nice yeah. nice that's pretty <laughs> badass bro yeah yeah you know all those memes are great because they're funny i mean i if it's true, that makes it that much more awesome. It's not, but you know what? Humor is what keeps the world going around and keeps keeps us all sane and yeah, keeps us from the precipice of just jumping off and saying, you know what? Things are too crazy. F it, off a cliff. So, yeah, humor is, is definitely part of the the coping mechanisms and the therapies that we use just to kind of keep ourselves on an even keel. So, <clears throat> that being said, like we talked about last week, we we're talking about nine eleven, the day. You know, a lot of recollections, feelings about that kind of stuff. So let's talk a little bit more about after the fact. So starting with September 12th. And as we said last week and as we've said and as other people have said, you know, heaven help us if we ever have to go through another 9-11. But I would surely go back and to the country during September 12th because there wasn't left and right there wasn't red and blue there wasn't democrats and republicans it was it was not you know this group versus that group versus this group versus that group it was americans we were all together because something so grievous and so heinous had happened that we were like oh no 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 let's all lock arms and say absolutely not never going to happen again and that's what we did right I mean, just the stories of people, retailers selling out of American flags and people just coming together, you know, it's really awesome. Now, that's what I'm sure what a lot of people remember, and that's great. Yeah. However, <clears throat> we were talking about this show earlier in the week. We kind of did some research on some things, and there's a couple of things that have kind of come up. So I'm sure, you know, if you think about the the post-9-11, you know, sentimentality and mentality of – the country afterwards, um, there were probably some, there's probably a good portion of folks. And this is not, so I don't want to preface, I want to preface this by saying we're not trying to single anybody out. We're just looking yeah, at facts. Yeah. This yeah. is, this is an option for the facts sake. Exactly. Sorry. I'm getting a little parched already. So one of the things that we um, found out about is there were certain um, ethnic groups that unfortunately became victim to the um, the um, and the phrase that I found that was probably the most apt description of this was is called uh, somebody coined it as the post 9/11 retaliation. Okay, so there was a lot of anti-Islamic. Um, you know, sentiment from the fact that 19 guys. Now, let's let's look at the facts here, people. Yeah. 19 guys did some heinous shit. Not everybody, you know. I can tell you, having an, an Alamo here can tell you as well, having been to the Middle East, you know, not everybody of that particular ethnic background is bad. There's a lot of really awesome people. I mean, we had 
Um, when I was in Afghanistan, we had an interpreter named, uh, I believe his name was Muhammad. And one of my favorite pictures that I took over there was, I'm sorry, it wasn't Muhammad. It was, his name was Abdul. I'm sorry. I don't know why the hell I said that. His name was Abdul. And he was a younger guy, you know, and he could, he could kind of relate to us because he was in a similar age group. But I have a picture of him. And there was an Air Force chaplain that was kind of visiting all the different fobs around the country. And they were sitting there having just a wonderfully objective conversation about the differences between Catholicism because this uh, chaplain was a Catholic priest. And this uh, young gentleman, Abdul, was islamic so they were just talking and comparing and contrasting islam versus catholicism and there was just no bickering it was just a, a conversation between two grown men that was just i was so just as a bystander as an observer i was just like wow this is some stuff that's gonna i'm gonna remember the rest of my life because it was just a conversation nobody was bickering nobody was bitching nobody was talking over each other they were just like well okay so in here in this, we have this. And over here, we have like the four pillars of Islam. In yeah. Catholicism, you know, we have all this stuff. And Alamo, you're, you're actually <clears throat> it's a lot better than, than I did. I, my parents were Catholic, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I grew I, up Catholic, so. Right. That's what I meant. I, my parents are both Catholic. And, you know, my mom said, you know, hey, I wish I would have let you grow up in more of that, that exposure to that kind of stuff. But we just, you know, unfortunately, we didn't. I went and had some exposure to it on my own, you know, basic training yeah. and other times and stuff. But I mean, continue on with what I'm going here, man. About yeah. Yeah. Well, well, um, Catholicism, I mean, it, it was, uh, it's, I, I will admit it is probably some of the more, it's probably one of the more strict of the, of the Christian faiths. Um, obviously really not much has changed. The only difference is, you know, we believe in, in the Catholic faith, there's more of a belief in, uh, the works, you know, like, believe, you know, you have to do, you have to do good for others in order to really solidify your blessing with God. It's not just about believing in Jesus Christ and that he died for you. It's more about, you know, making sure that not only do you believe that Jesus Christ died for you and, you know, you know, died for your sins. It's about making sure that you, you know, you do good for others and you continue to do that good for others in order to, you know, I don't want to say earn your way into, in, into heaven because contemporarily that would, give the wrong, as, that would give the wrong connotation. Yeah. That would give the wrong connotation. I think a lot of people kind of misinterpret it. You know, from what I've seen, you know, with a lot of, you know, with a lot of Catholics, you know, because a lot of cat, a lot of Catholics see it as very important, and a lot of Catholics really drive that home that, um, you know, works is really what is is really what you know does a lot of good. It's I, I really do truly honestly believe at least for the Catholic faith, that it is really about making sure that you're doing what you can for your fellow man and not just saying, you know, because I believe, because for them, it's more, it's, it's the, it's the thing of, well, you say you believe in Christ now show it, show it by doing for others the way Christ did for you. And that, you know, and that, thank you for adding that, that in there man i i appreciate that but yeah that was <clears throat> that kind of conversation is what was happening in real time while I, I we were sitting on, i was sitting on the gate with one of my my buddies and my squad and these two guys were just sitting we always had a, an interpreter there in case you know one of the afghan soldiers came up because our base was located inside of a much larger afghan base and just the fact of those guys sitting there just having that conversation, I was just, I was floored. I was just like, wow, this is how people just gain that understanding and just that compassion for each other. And I'm like, man, there needs to be more of this yeah. shit in the world, seriously. But, you know, and it was, it was just an amazing experience. And, you know, somebody, I had somebody ask me one time, they're like, you know, what do you think about Muslims? I said, I think it's a great, you know, it's a great thing. The, the, the religion of Islam is not bad at all. It's it's very it's very steeped in tradition. Obviously, it's been around for a very long time. You know, they're like, well, what about what happened to 9-11? And I'm like, yeah, you know, you can't 
judge everybody by 19. There were 19 hijackers on four airplanes. Yeah. Okay. And there was that also were the part of a, and, Yeah. yeah they were, were part of an extremist group. Part of an extremist group, which is, you know, I know we're getting into the weeds a little bit, but, you know, like I said, you can't, you can't just judge the book by its cover. There's a small amount of people that, you know, made, did something very, very evil. I'm not going to condemn an entire religion's worth of people. So, yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of what happened in America post 9-11. So there's a group of uh, people <clears throat> called uh, Sikhism, and they are – Yeah, the Sikhs. The Sikhs, yeah. And they – you know, they, the only thing that they have in common is the fact that they usually wear some type of religious-themed head, uh, headwear, headgear. And the beard. Um, and they have a beard, right. So um, we were doing some research, and unfortunately – there were there's a lot of well documented cases of violence and crimes being committed against the Sikh community. There was one, and let me pull up the article that we had saved here. Hold on, just a second. I think it was here. There was a gentleman that was um, in Mesa, Arizona, and he owned a gas station, and he was actually putting out American flags to kind of like around his store and whatnot. So it's right here on American, um, excuse me, on a September 15, 2001, Balbir Singh Sodi, Sodai. And I apologize if, if you know these people, this, you know, the name of the family and whatnot, these people, I don't mean to mispronounce the name. I'm just trying to read it the best I can. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but I think it might Balbir, be Sodi. I think it, it might, might be Sodi. Sodi, Sodai, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know, but I just want to give apologies in advance. So, um, no. Singh Sodai was shot and killed in broad daylight while arranging American flags outside of his Mesa, Arizona gas station. Uh, Sodai, a turbaned Sikh, was shot and killed by Frank Roke, a self-proclaimed patriot looking for what he described as ragheads. Okay. Yeah. Now, he claimed the shooting was in retaliation for the terrorist attacks on 9-11. So, and there's a couple of different sources. This is one that we looked up. It was from Harvard University. There was another source that we recommend uh, looked at. It's from a, a website called the SeekCoalition.org. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quite a bit of stuff on here. It says in the first <clears throat> over at the first month after the 9/11 attacks, um, they documented over 300 cases of violence and discrimination. Uh, later on, the FBI recorded over 9,000 hate crimes as uh, in 2008 out of a population of 300 million in the U.S. 10% of Sikhs from the San Francisco Bay Area reported being the target of hate crimes during the same period um, when they surveyed over 1,000 Sikhs in that same geographical area. They also talked about there were uh, several high-profile murders. There was one where... They desecrated a Sikh Gurdwara, which I believe is what they like their term for the place of worship. Like, I was gonna say know, like their holy house, you know. Yeah, like you know, you have church or mosque or um, um, why am I drawing a blank when we get to this stuff, dude? I hate how I do that. Or the synagogue, like synagogue for you know the Jew, the people of the Jewish faith and all that kind of stuff. Thank you. You were kind of, I know you sent me that. You're like, yeah, let me send it to him. So appreciate that. But yeah, so I mean, unfortunately, you have people that are being targeted just because they may have similar complexion or how they look or how they adorn themselves or whatnot. These guys aren't yeah. even from they're not even from the Middle East. I mean, they're from India, yeah. from the Punjab yeah. region of India. And it's like, you know, unfortunately, it's like they just got roped in with everybody else. It's like, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Alamo, thank you for for helping me, you know, bring that up as a, as a topic point, because I was completely ignorant to all this. I'm just like looking at this and I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, it's yeah. it's terrible. You know, it. Well, you know, it you, 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 well no, no, I was just going to say it like you still you saw a lot of that happening and it, and it was for me like. It just it just really bothered me because it was it, it showed that there was a lot of ignorance as to where it, it showed that there was a lot of ignorance to what the American people understood 
or, or I should say what the American people understood was, I guess, where these people came from that, you know, where the people were that, that attacked us came from yeah. and relating it to literally anything that's, you know, outside of our borders, you know what I mean? And it, it was just like, kind of like, you know, you know, know, knowing some Indians, you know, it's like, dude, like, eh, no, they're, no. they're, I've met several, you know, folks from that ethnic background. And it's like, they're wonderfully nice people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they would literally do almost anything for you, if not everything for you. And to just to lump them in with 19 assholes. Yeah. You know, I guess, Drop you know, and I, I, I was just thinking about it too. It's, it's kind of, you know, it, to, to put it in a perspective, it's like when you have a whole company or a whole platoon of people out there. And one guy messes it up for the whole group, and it's just like, "Yep, okay." He wants to mess up for the group. Too easy. Got it. Half right, peace. And then everybody's in front, leaning rest, just getting the shit smoked out of him for an hour on end. It's just like stupid. Or as yeah. like my drill sergeants like to say, "Making the windows bleed." Yeah, making the windows bleed. That's good. <laughs> So, you know, and uh, on one hand, you know, and please understand, again, as I said, we're not trying to, you know, glorify any of this. We're looking at this strictly as historical reflection and observation. You know, yeah. I can understand why people would have this, these kind of hateful feelings towards each other. I didn't, but I can understand why, you know, yeah. you were pissed. You, you were just mad because something as... I mean, I've never been in New York City. I'm I'm a Florida boy through and through. I was born up in, in Virginia, moved down when I was very young. Never been up to New York, but like that's something that is just as the New York Yankees cap is such an institutional thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> baseball you may not even know where new york city is but you've got you know there's people around the world that just have one of those hats because they're like america you know and like it's just such this great symbol for freedom and opportunity and all this other stuff and to see it literally just shaken to the foundation by what happened on that day you're just like holy crap you know so yeah you know it's kind of like you know um oh Winston Churchill during World War II, you know, when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, he said America just won this war because he understood what might and what action the Japanese Empire awoke on that fateful day on December 7th of 1941. Like, yeah, everything sprang into action, yet everything just automatically stopped and people started turning to war production. You know, they went from making Singer, went from making typewriters and sewing machines and all the stuff to making you know weapons of war you know yeah it's it just happens that kind of stuff and a fun and it's the even crazier part is you got to remember like a lot of manufacturing you know just you know everything from vehicles to steel to steel production everything i mean if you were in the steel business you were freaking making bank you were rolling in the dough because I mean, you were selling to weapons manufacturers. You were selling to vehicles manufacturers. You were selling to literally everybody, literally everybody to make your money. And then to take that one step further, you also had getting everybody at home involved. Recycle for the war effort. Everything was about the war effort. Recycle all the metals you can. Buy bullets for Johnny overseas, you know, so Johnny can come marching home. And it was just all these patriotic images of people going out and doing their part. And it was just like everybody was so vested into it. And in a way, after 9-11, everybody was too. I mean, yeah. you have you have all these, you know, different things. Like there's that, there's that warship, the USS New York, which was actually the um, – the the hull and the the keel were actually made from seven tons of steel that was recovered from the from, from ground the zero at, yeah. from the World Trade Center at, at at ground zero and stuff. So you know that and it's just these moving patriotic images and then like that time that 
there was, I think, an image I saw of it where it was the first time it came to New York for Fleet Week, which is a big thing for the Navy. They have all these ships come in and dock, and you'll see guys all over, you know, New York in their dress whites and their Cracker Jacks and all that stuff. And, you know, it's it's it's, it's a moving image. It, it really is, is cool. But, um, you know, just to, to unfortunately get the wrong type of person because of how they look like you know it's it's unfortunate it really is and it's just yeah. it's awful and and to be fair it's like we can do better you know absolutely we absolutely. can do better especially nowadays it's like come on so yeah i mean when you think about especially nowadays you think about how 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 connected the world is now you figured you'd be able to You'd be able to learn about, you know, the different cultures and the different places. And, you know, it, and it's funny, too, because, like, I, I, I look at it and, again, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, here on this show, we don't we don't want to get political. We don't like to. But when it kind of relates to what we're talking about, the, there, we there's may, kind we of tell the line a little bit. Man. Yeah, there, there's kind of. Yeah, the, the, that's a good way of saying it. I was also going to say, like, kind of like there's kind of no way around it, really. Um. You know, and you look at the way things are happening now and like there, there's still people in like even with the whole interconnected web that we have with social media, um, things like YouTube and everything else. Like we yeah. we as an American society are still incredibly ignorant, incredibly ignorant about what's going on outside of our outside of our borders, outside of our country. Hell, um, think about this. How many guys do you know that still live in the same town where they went to high school? It doesn't have to be where we went to high school. Just people that, you know, it's what's that movie um, with Ryan Reynolds? Just Friends. That's mm-hmm. the one he goes back and he, he goes to that bar and he sees that guy walking around. And they're kind of like that stereotype of the kind of person where they're still hanging out at the bar wearing their high school letter jacket with all their achievements on it, but they haven't done anything yep. else after that. Like yeah. I was, you know, it, unfortunately there's some truth to that. You know, like the world's a big place and I'm, I'm sure as hell glad that I went to Afghanistan, you know, not getting into all the stuff going on there now, but like, it just, it yeah. opened my eyes. It made me understand how big the world was. It's not yeah. just, Okay here's our country and there's everything else. Like just going to all these different countries, like, you know, being of Irish descent and actually going through the airport in Ireland was just freaking amazing. You know, I went, I went through the airport. I went through the airport in Ireland. I I actually had like a two hour layover there on on my way home. And, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of had. I think I had myself a Guinness or something, but, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it was cold yeah it was cold but everybody like, over there is just so nice like they're just yeah. and they see when you're uniform like oh going over to fight you could fight are you here have a point uh, i'm yeah. not making fun i'm, I'm embracing my <laughs> i'm not making fun of it people so let's just not get any get in the weeds there but yeah seeing ireland and seeing like when i went we flew through germany on the on the final way home um we were in um we were in Turkey. We didn't get to see much because we couldn't get off the plane. But just all the different places that we've gone to and, and meeting different peoples. And you realize how different people are. But you realize also, even though they're that different, people are just people. You know, kids yeah. are still going to be kids. Like, kids will – over in Afghanistan, dude, a soccer ball is a magical thing. You give a bunch of kids a soccer ball and they will play with that thing all day long and it's just so fun yeah. to watch kids man like it's awesome it's just it's a wonderful thing but yeah just going out and seeing the world and experiencing different cultures like it there's a lot to be said for it you know it's yeah something that it should be kind of required like if you get the chance to go overseas and travel abroad albeit you know i know th- with things going on right now with you know health concerns and this and that and the other yeah. and safety and general well-being you know I don't know if we'll, when we're going to get back to that, but hopefully one day we will. I would love to take my kid to to Ireland and stuff. So not to not to dad brag here, but um, last week I took my daughter to the library, 
And it's so interesting to watch her pick out books. She will just pick out the most randomized stuff. Just, I mean, she's almost like a grown woman in a shoe store. I want to see every pair of them. Some bitches bring them on out here. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Right. And she'll just come up with this wide assortment of, of topics and books and stories. And it's just, it's fascinating to watch. And she comes up, she's got these two books talking about pray with me at the mosque and pray with me at the synagogue. And she says, daddy, I want to learn about the world. And I was just like, Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yes. Like she's got that. She's got that awareness now. And it's just, yeah, it, it, it made me so proud as, as a parent, you know, just as like, as a person who raising another, and like, there's such, you know, not to be cheesy and quote Spider-Man, but with great power comes great responsibility. great responsibility. And like, seriously, like that's, that's amazing. So, but yeah, she wanted to learn about the world. And I was like, absolutely. Let's do this. So, so unfortunately, like we said, that was kind of one of the bad things that yeah. kind of gave a little bit of a stain on the post nine 11 world. But yeah, also- I, I, I look at it kind of like it, it's kind of, uh, you know, the Americans did the same thing during World War Two, though, you know, you know, well, like what ha- what happened to the Japanese Americans that lived here in the country once Jap- Japan point. attacked us? That's a very good point. They got put in internment camps until essentially the war was over. And then they were like, OK, you're trusted citizens again. It's like yeah, if we it- just took the time and understood and had tolerance. You no, know, it's because you're of that descent, and we happen to be fighting those guys. It's like you're over here. Like, stop, stop lumping yeah. everybody together. Okay, that's that's the one thing. And like, if, if you can take things on a case by case basis, and that's all I'm going to say on that. But yar, yeah. So, like we talked about, you know, that was kind of one of the negative aspects of it. But as we said earlier, with September 12th and going forward, there was a lot of good that came out of it. And Hell a yeah. lot, a lot of that is pertinent nowadays. So um, with the, the passing of the 20th anniversary of nine 11, there was a lot of um, specials or kind of exposés, I guess you could call them on TV. Like yeah. NBC had some Fox had some Netflix and- national or Nat geo. <laughs> One of them that they showed was, um, an album. I'm going to kind of let you take point on this one, but it was um, a, a, a an article or kind of like a, a special about how a lot of you have quite so you know there were a lot of people that died on 9/11. Obviously, yeah. there was mm-hmm. quite a few, uh, quite a, a good chunk of that that was first responders. You had 343 firemen, you had 60 cops, you had paramedics, EMTs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and a lot of these people were expecting or had brand new children on the way. Yeah. Like there was, I read a story about one of the 13 uh, service members that was killed at, um, in Afghanistan at the uh, Kabul international airfield, his wife, his, his widow, I should say correctly, just gave birth to their daughter. And she included her late husband's name in her name. I forget exactly what it was, but um, you could probably yeah. find it online and whatnot, but it was just, it was just a, be- a beautiful story. And it's, it's tragic that they're never going to know their dad, but yeah. at the same time, that's how you honor them going forward. And with the specials that they were showing on TV, they were talking about how a lot of the children of these fallen first responders have picked up the, uh, careers and gone the same route that their the parents had in Alma. I'm gonna shut up and let you take this over, but because you did a little bit more research on this than me, so yeah, um, yeah. Essentially, the, I actually found an article. It's a um, it's a Channel Four. It's an NBC Channel Four New York station that actually talked about um, the children of uh, a lot of a, a few uh, or children of the 9/11 first responders actually became healthcare workers and have actually been, you know, doing a lot of work during, uh, uh, during, uh, what you call it during, um, you know, the pandemic and whatnot. And, um, it says like, uh, actually like I'll, I'll just kind of read it off. It says, uh, two decades after the September 11th, uh, terrorist attacks, a new generation of healthcare workers is taking care of the police officers and firefighters 
who became sick after rushing in to help that, you know, you know, they're, they're taking, essentially they're taking care of the, uh, the first responders that did survive that, you know, you know, I mean, you talk about all types of crap from emphysema, COPD, asthma, freaking cancer, all types of crap that these guys got, um, you know, from going and rushing in to save people that day. Um, some nurses and doctors were inspired to go into medicine by their first responder parents, uh, whose cancers, lung problems, heart disease, and other illnesses show up years after working in the World Trade, Trade Center pile. Uh, the smoldering rubble of the fallen towers and other toxic sites. Um, three adult children of the of 9-11 responders recently talked with Today about their decision to enter medicine and became helpers themselves, working as or, working as, or training to be nurses. Uh, all are scholarship recipients of the First Responders Children's Foundation. I believe that was uh, that was uh, something that uh, John Stewart started, wasn't it? John Stewart's been a very big advocate for um, maintaining uh, funding for the. Um, I'm not exactly certain what it's called, but it's basically funding to kind of keep up the health care of all these first responders that went down and worked the pile in Ground Zero. And so. if you have seen it there is a pretty well-known um clip on youtube where he's down in washington or he's up in washington and he's talking to all these uh congressional officials and just saying you know like you could tell the guy's getting heated he's like listen yeah the fact that these guys you say this is running out of money it's like that's kind of bs and yeah. if you if you get a chance to watch it, just put John Stewart, you know, testifies in Congress, and you should be able to find it. But he's talking about the the funding for all the nine eleven responders. But it's yeah. uh, pretty it's a pretty powerful shit. It seriously is. Yeah. Um. All or excuse me. Where was I? The, uh, oh yeah. Uh, all all are scholarship recipients of the First Responders Children Foundation, which I think that is. I think I think that's a that's a like a I guess. Uh, a derivative of it, I'm not sure, um, which provides financial support, including help with college tuition to kids who have lost a parent in the line of duty and to families enduring financial hardship because of the death. Um, I believe here it's uh, one of the one of the um, uh, one of the children, I believe her name it looks like her name is Maya Hunt, and her father was Jeremiah Hunt. Uh, she says, uh, my mom was always, my mom always says that she was, that she was the glue and he was the glitter because he was the one who took us out, uh, took us to all of our annoying one direction concert, eh, one direction <laughs> concerts. <laughs> Maya Hunt, now 21 said of her late father, an NYPD sergeant named Jeremiah. So listen, okay. You got two boys. Yeah. We're both parents, but you got two boys. I got a daughter, so I yep. know I'm gonna end up going to some little freaking pe like Bieber ish or one. Daddy, unicorns. Oh god, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna take a flask in my hip pocket, be like, whoop, getting a little tipsy. So anyway, yep. it says uh, Sergeant Hunt spent his, uh, spent most of his time at Ground Zero in the months of nine uh, in the months following nine eleven, going into the city. Uh, for days at a time because responders were needed at the pile so badly. Uh, almost two decades later, Sergeant Hunt went to the dentist because of pain in his mouth. It turned out to be a tumor. Um, squamous cell carcinoma, uh, some kind of weird tumor on the tongue. Uh, a debilitating cancer that required surgery in 2018, impacting his ability to eat, drink, and speak. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the 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 hurts is real coming from this shit. Um, almost uh, where was I? Blah, 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 blah. Doctors connected the cancer directly to her father's work during the 9/11 recovery efforts. Um, World Trade Center first responders are at increased risk for head and neck cancers. A recent study found. Uh, Sergeant Hunt unfortunately, died in 2019 at the age of 50. Maya Hunt, who grew up watching her dad undergo successful treatment for a, uh, for a separate unrelated cancer, 
only to see him become devastated by the second diagnosis. That's it's That's it's rough. pretty rough. Yeah, man, it's pretty rough. I'm, and you know, I, I I would I would venture to say any of the people that went down there and worked a pile, like you had to have known with all of those kind of materials just being out and about. I mean, you're going to be jacked up by some shit. You're going to have some exposure issues down the road. And one of the things on kind of a related note, one of the things that I was researching about, I saw on Facebook, um, it was a, so everybody knows how awesome, you know, Gary Sinise is Lieutenant Dan, and he's been a, a yeah. big, big advocate and participant. Big in advocate for veterans and 9-11. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. freaking, he's a solid guy, that Gary Sinise, man. I love that dude. Like, he's awesome. So, yeah. he, um, so there's a, a foundation up in New York. I think it's it's, it's called, as the, the abbreviations are FFT. It's like Fireman's Family Transportation. And basically, you have a bunch of these retired firemen. Um, and it might even be guys that are still currently on the job. And what they do is they go and they have these vans that have been like outfitted with kind of this livery and the logo of, of this organization. And they go and they pick up these older guys that need to go to the hospital or to go to a doctor's appointment and all this stuff. And it's just such a wonderful thing. And I think he's, they said like uh, Gary Sinise is outfitted and donated like three of these vans. And like, they're not exactly like just a regular cargo van that you can just slap some decals on. And all right, there you go. Yeah. Like they're, I mean, they're probably wheelchair accessible and all that kind of jazz. And it's just like feeling, seeing those good, feel good stories like that, man. It's just insane. Like yeah. that's that's what we got to do more of. Like just helping your fellow man out and all that kind of stuff. Hell yeah, man! Absolutely. And, you know, and that's kind of a good segue into this other point that we were going to make. Um, you talked about scholarships. So, um, one of the things that we we're going to talk about as well. Um, we're going to use the example of a, a, a football player by the name of Pat Tillman. For those of you that don't know Pat Tillman, yeah. you should look it up because you know this guy is a freaking stud. Uh, Pat Tillman was a pretty awesome football player. I think he played at Arizona State for the Sun Devils, and then he ended up playing for the Arizona Cardinals. So it's kind of one of those guys that just kind of stayed in that area for college and became wildly popular. Well, he gave up a $3.6 million contract after 9-11. He played with the Arizona Cardinals for, I believe, only three years. It was something like that. Yeah, it wasn't very long. It wasn't very long at all, no. Um, drafted 98, Cardinals from 98 to 2001. So at, at the two th- after the 2001 season, September 11th happened, he gave all that up and said, I need to go serve. I need to do my part. So he went and enlisted and became an Army Ranger. Unfortunately, he was killed in action over in Afghanistan, yeah. the mountains of Afghanistan, and they ended up having um, – they ended up finding out that it was due to a friendly fire incident, which is unfortunate. Blue on blue. Uh, yeah. Blue on blue is, you know, because blue being, you know, friendly forces and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, it's such a, it, it's, it's always seems like a bummer. You got all these great guys. Like you've got, you know, guys like him, you know, um, Chris it, Kyle. It's even, it's even more unfortunate that, you know, blue on blues believe it or not happen more often than you think even with some of the most trained forces they don't they just don't get all the recognition and the exposure from it recognition yeah. is probably not the best word to describe that but they don't get all the exposure from it you know a lot of yeah. time it's just like oh it happened i mean i i happen to know a guy who was the victim of a blue on blue and it was not exactly a great circumstance and because it was blue on blue, he had to fight for all the VA benefits because they would not consider it a, a combat wound because it wasn't in, in engaged with a, an armed enemy of the United States. Yeah. So it took a long time for him to get any kind of traction. And they were finally just like, yeah, okay. You know, I don't know exactly what happened, but you know, I just knew that it took him a long time to be able to get some help and to get settled from all that kind of stuff and some kind of, recuperation but anyway one of the things you know get back to pat tillman one of the things that happened is there is 
uh, an organization that was started called the Pat Tillman Foundation. And what's cool about the Pat Tillman Foundation is it um, they will have a class every year. So like this year, you know, being 2021, they had 2,300 people apply for a Pat Tillman scholarship. And um, the mission, so I'm going off right off their webpage. It's, uh, if you want to check this out, it's pattillmanfoundation.org. That's pattillmanfoundation.org. Um, our mission is to unite and empower remarkable military service members, veterans, and spouses as the next generation of public and private sector leaders committed to service. And what you can do is you can actually look up uh, some statistical uh, information here. Um, I believe, let me go down to this one part of the page. So this has been going on for, I want to say it's a, it's a while, but, um, so let's see. Here it is. Okay, perfect. So uh, since its inception, the Tillman Scholarship Program has evolved into a world-class community of military service members, veterans, and spouses accepting 2.5% of applicants based exclusively on merit and potential for impact. So to date, they've in, uh, invested $22 million. There have been 754 Tillman Scholars that have graduated from 166 universities. They have an average GPA of 3.6 with a graduation rate of 98% and an employment rate of 96%. And they even actually break it down even a little bit further here, Alamo. I don't know if you have the page up, but I'm going to go over this too. They actually break it down by military branch. They've got 49% of these people are Army. In one shape, way, shape, or form, you've got 18% that are Navy, 16% Air Force, 16% Marines, and 1% Coast Guard. Um, there are 48% are officer versus 52% that were enlisted, and then um, one third female versus two thirds male. But um, one of probably the more well known people that is that has become a Tillman scholar is a guy by the name of Johnny Kim. Johnny Kim enlisted after high school into the Navy, became a Navy SEAL. Um, yeah. was awarded for some, for some deeds in combat. I think he was uh, decorated with the silver star once or twice or whatnot. Um, went and got his commission. Then he went to Harvard medical and became um, a doctor, became a, a physician. Did. Him's a Navy SEAL and a doctor. He but could wait. kill you and fix you. Kill you and then save your life. But wait, as they say, but wait, there's more. Now, <clears throat> as of 2017, he is an astronaut with NASA. It's like, yep. that's pretty damn dope. It's like you go from being a Navy SEAL to being a doctor, then doing a doctor thing and then doing um, being an astronaut. It's like, Okay, what else can you do? Because like I'm, that's pretty awesome, and you yeah. can actually go down there and that's you know, pretty we were, Before we started the show, you know, Alamo and I, you know, being from the Tampa area, we were. I just happened to catch one guy, who um, I didn't catch. I don't remember the name offhand, but he is actually going to USF, which yeah. is the. He's going to. I think it was Burns or something. JB. It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was Burns. It was. It was on the website. Yeah. He. Uh, was, let's see. He's, he's one of the 2021 uh, Tillman Scholars, but basically this guy went and he served, he enlisted, served with Ranger Regiment, ended up serving with Special Forces for, I think, Josh Burns. Josh Burns, Josh Burns yeah. And now he's going to get his, um, he's getting his, his uh, master's in psychology, and he's going to go get his doctorate in counseling psychology with a focus yep. on combat related mental health so it's yep. like yeah there needs to be more of this kind of shit so you know that oh, yeah there's definitely you know that's definitely one of the good things come out of it like you have all these military members that are taking their focus and changing it and using their experience like um you know who tom spooner is alma sounds familiar Tom Spooner was a guy that was with, I think, Special Forces. He might have even been with Delta, but he has a place down, I think, in Texas or Oklahoma called Warrior's Heart. And they're all about recovery, like, you know, TBI, alcoholism, you name it, they do it. And, like, you just – you see this guy and, you know, 
not to label him, but he, he looks like a hippie, like right out of like post Vietnam type stuff. It's great big old bushy <laughs> mustache <laughs> and stuff. And he's not, he's not a great big jacked hulking dude. He's just kind of, just kind of an unassuming dude. But this guy used to be a legitimate badass. Like he was a freaking pipe hitter. And yeah. now he's all about helping his fellow vets. And it's like that spirit of, that's one of the things that I'm most proud of, of coming after 9-11 and 9, September 12th and going forward. It's just that, that sense of community. I mean, yeah, I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times, you know, GWAT veterans, it's, it's a very special group because we've shown how driven and how tenacious and how we just aren't going to forget one another. And it's, it's so great yeah. to see all these different veterans with their different businesses and opportunities and all this stuff. It's just, I fucking love it. Like, it's just, yeah. it makes me so proud. And, and not to mention me. just how driven we are to make an impact, you know? And, and I think that's a, I think that's a big part of the reason why you see a lot of, a lot of, and I mean a lot of GWAT veterans, like starting their own businesses. You see a lot of guys doing, you know, their own thing really. And, and it just, it just comes down to that. You know, I've got to do something because I can't just sit on my ass and do nothing. Yeah. I mean, if you know you, what I mean? If you had the opportunity, it would be interesting to see, like, if you could take the technology we have now and send it back 50 years and what kind of sense of how different would it would have been, it, how different it would have been, excuse me, I had, had a case of mush mouth there how different it would have been for vietnam vets to have the oh, sense of god yeah you know having that sense of connection and being able to connect with other people you know would they have faced the same type of hardships in a in a social setting you know people coming home and spitting on them because they had uniforms you know or yeah you know, because they were in their uniform excuse me but you know i would that would be it'd be fascinating to kind of look at because it's the way that they were treated man it's like it, it, it yeah. was shit, you know, and I remember yeah. being a younger man, probably in my mid twenties, you know, working in retail and I met a, a, a Vietnam vet and he's like, we're going to make sure that the shit that we went through doesn't happen to you young bucks. because That's not cool. And that was horseshit. And I'm like, so I just, yeah. I've, I've always kind of had that kinship, you know, that was my dad's generation. My dad didn't serve, but you know, several of his friends from high school did. Um, and you know, they're just, there's some of like the coolest guys I know, you know, legit. So, but anyway, um, that kind of does it for our talk on nine. Yeah, man. Post the legacy of nine 11. We didn't go over the, what the legacy. Yeah. The legacy of 9-11. So, you know, a lot of good stuff in here to talk about, you know, good and bad. You know, please, by all means, tell us your thoughts. If you're watching on YouTube, you know, feel free to link to leave a comment and stuff. Um, we're going to start closing out the show, and we're going to just go over a couple of things real quick. Elmo, if you want to bring those, uh, those banners up as I'm going through them. So, Absolutely, Bill. So as we're going through all this stuff, you know, we were kind of – as we've developed the show, we, we came up with the bros code and the battle bros code is just kind of like this mantra to just help you keep going, kind of help you keep stay on track and, you know, stay on mission and whatnot. So all you got to remember is the word bros, B R O S the first one, B be tenacious. You know, if you're going to do something, do it to the fullest of your ability. Don't half ass it. Don't pussyfoot around it, get it done, get it under the best of your ability, accomplish the objective, and move on. And that's all that has to be said about it. Okay. R refuse to surrender. There's going to be times you get sideways. You get, you may have to take a step or two back. You may have to take a step or two back to sidestep to go forward again. Um, that happens. Don't let it beat you. Don't quit. Keep fucking going. Too easy. GR. Oh, Obliterate your obstacles. And as I said, with you know, refusing to surrender, there's going to be obstacles in your way. Sometimes you got to crawl around it. You got to crawl under it. You got to climb over it. Sometimes you got to blow the bastard up. Don't let it stop you. Keep going. Be an animal and accomplish what you got to accomplish. Bangalore, that shit. <laughs> I haven't heard Bangalore in a long time. Wow. And the last thing that's most important S, seek help from a friend. Okay. There's going to be times in your life when things get you down, when you need to talk to somebody, 
Remember, September is National Suicide Awareness Month. Okay. And that's important. You know, 22 veterans a day. And that's why, you know, I wear that every single day. Uh, 22 veterans a day, unfortunately, make a permanent solution solution to a temporary problem. And we want to prevent that as much as possible. That's, yeah. we want to remind people that, hey, you're here for a reason. Your story needs to be told and you need to connect so we can keep this community strong and make it stronger as we go on. So you get a little bit twisted. You get things sideways or whatnot. You can always call the, the suicide prevention hotline which is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255, okay? There's always an option. You never have to take the crappy way out, and we don't want you to because that's how yeah. this started. Our a good friend of ours took that same way, and he had some demons and, you know, just – you know, I don't know if he didn't reach out to anybody or whatnot. I'm not trying to say bad about the guy. I love him to death. You know, we both do. We both worked with yeah. him, and he was just a funny ass dude. And if if he yeah. was here, I would seriously be drinking a beer with him because he was hilarious as hell. But um, we don't we don't want others to have to go through that experience because yeah, all it takes is all it takes is someone reaching out. All it takes is someone just saying, "Hey, let's talk." I'll you talk. I'll listen. All good. So that's kind of what our mission statement is. And we're going to drive that home every single time we do this podcast where we're, I guess you could say we're two men on a mission. So, you know, in the yeah. spirit of other veterans, this is what we're here to do. This is what we're supposed to be doing. So we're here doing it. And we want you to please share us with your friends. Yes. Um, please let them know about us. You know, um, with the exception of last week, we had some of the, the issues last week, as we said, um, Make sure you're watching the timer, Alamo, that we're almost at an hour. Yeah, we're frame. good. Okay. We're good. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure we didn't have any issues. As I said last week, um, we kind of had some issues with um, our recording software that we use. Um, as much as we love to do this show and as fun as it is to be in proximity with each other and just feed off of each other's energy. Last week was amazing. Um, yes, it was. <laughs> we had a good damn time doing the show, but you can catch our show um, on YouTube. There's a lot of different ways. If you want to listen to our, any of our past episodes, episodes one through nine, you can go through the anchor app. You can go on Spotify. You can go on Apple podcasts. Um, Alamo's putting a link up right now on the screen. If you're watching, if not, um, go to Spotify, go check it out on YouTube. Cause you get to see what we look like. He's handsome. I'm working on it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? but, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I need a haircut. You just got one. So, but anyway, I like I said, um, I do it myself because I'm that good. Go. I'm not that good. So like we said, folks, you know, we appreciate and we, um, I'm sorry. I totally brain farted there. We appreciate you watching the show every week. It gives us a sense of purpose. It gives us a sense of mission to get our message out and get our story out about our friend, John, you know, um, that's how this all got started. Like we just said a few minutes ago. And, you know, I would hope if no one ever had to go through the effects of a suicide, then that's a step in the right direction. You know, 22 a day, for veterans killing themselves is way too many. Way too one many. veteran a day, one veteran a day is killing themselves is way too many. So we're yeah. going to try to take a step in the right direction and help to end that crap because there's there's better options out there for sure. So sure enough um, is yeah. So again, thank you for watching our show. Um, please feel free to reach out to us. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. We have an Instagram. Yeah. So this guy right over here is responsible for a lot of the social media stuff. I do it a little bit just when I know I can absolutely not fuck it up. Um, Otherwise, (laughs) this guy is the one doing it. But, um, you know, we, we want to have that. I I was slacking. I was slacking the last couple of weeks. I'm going to get back on it, though. You just moved. It's okay. We get it. (laughs) <laughs> Everything it as as a what was that character that Eddie Murphy did uh, Buckwheat? It's gonna be oh, okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, 
we're gonna get better. This is this is this is only our eleventh show, which is still amazing that we just started this not even three months ago, and we're this far into it. Um, the we want to encourage a sense of community between the veterans, first responders, and other folks out there. You know, even if you're a civilian, you know, we don't care if you if you think we have a good message. Great, you know, we're not just blowing smoke up people's ass. We we're trying to accomplish something here, and that's helping to end this this tragedy of, you know, people committing suicide. Um, the best way you can help take part in that and become vested in that mission is to share the show. Tell it, tell your friends about it. If you have somebody that, you know, may not be an easy person to talk to, Hey man, listen to these guys. They kind of sort of sound like they know what they're talking about and they kind of sort of know what they're doing. That one guy with the big head, you know, he's kind of horrendous to look at. But the other guy that keeps his goatee looking nice, you know, hey, it's all good. But, uh, you know, fuck, I don't care. <laughs> Ooh, it is. It is. What's another up? thing. Uh, please, 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 on all the platforms that we're on, like, share. And if you're on the Yub Tub, not only like and share, but also hit that, hit that notification bell so that you can get notifications anytime we have a live episode coming up. Because uh, YouTube is uh, very funny like that, and they're not going to tell you if we got a show coming up if you don't hit that ding. So go ahead and uh, hit that notification bell and uh, you know get yourself notified when, uh, when a show's coming up. I mean, I know it's kind of uh, redundant. We have a show every, every Friday at 9, but it helps to set yourself up a little reminder. It's the one thing during my week that I, that I can – you know, there's other things in my week, obviously, but it's the one thing that I get super excited about, you know, because I'm, I work, I have my family and all that kind of stuff. But like, this is the, something where I can, this is something, an avenue where I can, you know, get, be, be, kind of try to become inspirational to others. I can be creative. And when we talk about different things, you know, and another thing, if you have a certain topic you want to, you know, us to discuss on the show, we're Drop open to Facebook. Drop it on Facebook. Comments of the video, all that good stuff. I mean, we're open to suggestions just like anybody else. Um, that probably wasn't the best way to word that. It's like the subliminal messaging, like, go buy a soda. You're at the movies. Go buy a soda. Go buy a soda. Go buy a soda. I want to buy a soda. <laughs> but, you know, if there's something you want us to discuss, you know, let's bring it up so we can talk about it. You know, we're not going to get to everything all at once, but, you know, we've got – we're always looking for a new topic for about, you know, related to veteran, veteran causes and veterans themselves. Um, we Absolutely. Have a, we have a couple of great friends of ours that have, have been helpful so far. Um, Linda over at in, Instinctive Sale, you know, she helped us out when we were talking about PTSD. Um, we have a friend, Brian, who is a psychology, going for his master's in psychology. And um, we have uh, Gino, who is our good buddy, who is a has his PhD in neuroanthropology. He helped us out on that um, avenue as well. So we have a, a great core of um, people that we can go to and, you know, help us with subject matter that we might be in a little over our heads until we research it. But, you know, by all means, Seems that we might be a little hee hee. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then there's that. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, we're not doing this on purpose, but this is kind of why you want to watch a show because you get all the goofy visual references and the goofy shit. <laughs> I mean, this this guy, I served with this guy over here, but like I've known him long enough to know what the hamster in the wheel in his head is doing. And a lot of times <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's what makes the show great. You know, we, we love like I said, we yeah. love doing this. It's um it's it's something we can do to give back. And that's you know, that sense of service to those that have come before us, those that are coming after us, you know, this is, this is very much, you know, something that I am going to do as long as I can while there's damn skip. So, so on that note, uh, again, for the last time, hopefully before I get redundant, thank you again for watching. Thank you for checking us out. Um, if you came for the first time and you like what you hear, great. Hit that like and subscribe button. Check us out on YouTube. You can go on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Anchor app itself. Um, I don't know that we're going to be able to get episode 10 onto any type of platform because of the issues we had, but you can catch it on yeah. YouTube. 
and help play it in your car when you're taking a drive. It's a good hour long. It's, it's at least something that you can just maybe you might find something interesting to talk about. Maybe it's just background noise. You can stop from hearing your kids scream in the backseat. Johnny won't leave me alone. Tell Timmy to stop hitting me. I mean, hey, whatever you got to do on a road trip. So whatever. But um, I hit I hit Marcus by accident. How do you hit him by accident? Well, I was punching, and then he uh, he his head got in the way. Friend of yours, or uh, in your uh, that classified for the moment. <laughs> I will I will neither confirm nor deny nor deny the details of the story. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, you know. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, um, keep loving each other, guys. Um, you know, hey, you know, just uh, keep each other in line. You know, like I said, um, and look uh, out for each other. Look out for each other. And uh, once again, I think we've kind of repeated ourselves enough. So this is Alamo and Mac from the Battle Bros podcast. We're going to sign off, and we'll see you guys next week. Um, look out for one another. Be nice. Be kind. And, yeah. Get into the bro zone. Get into the bro zone. Until then, we'll see you all next time, and have a good week. And uh, thank you for joining us. We love you all, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah.